specific to think of. I knew people from Yugoslavia who's who had family still there while these bombings were going on, and I I didn't take they were Serbs and they they were um, I didn't take what they said seriously at the time. This was back when I was in college, and uh, it, it's been amazing to learn more about this. It's also been a little disturbing. My mother was a, a staffer for a congressman who had a role in all this. Uh, he is the person, Frank McCloskey was his name from Indiana, and he called on uh, Warren Christopher to resign for not doing more to uh, help in this Bosnian war, which was a strange, it's a strange thing. If, you know, you wonder how much Clinton was involved in this foreign policy stuff, or if he just kind of let the CIA um uh, really run wild in some ways, in ways that we don't even maybe grasp totally to this day. I, I kind of think that uh, because he had a guy um, in his cabinet, Strobe Talbot, who's a you know a, a Council on Foreign Relations oh, establishment gosh. guy. He's not a he's gosh. he's not a he isn't a good guy at all. But his actually what he wanted for Central Asia and stuff was more not exactly along the neocon war on terror line. So that's just one example of like there being some rifts in the Clinton administration. And my, uh, you know, like I said, my mom's boss, this congressman, uh, made a caused national headlines when he asked this guy to resign or demanded his resignation for not doing more. I think he'd been given tours in Bosnia of uh, with all scenes of like horrific violence and so on, and and that he sincerely, I, I think that this guy was more sincere than really shady. Although I don't really. Uh, trust my judgment 100% on this because of everything I've learned in the years since then, but that he was basically saw all this carnage and then thought that we should just do something. Now, that's my take on it, unless he actually was part of some, you know, deeper operation. But he, I just, I don't know what to make of it, but it's a very, it's so strange to learn more about this and disturbing uh, to me, even on a personal level as a, but then it's just, then it all makes sense when you get it because the U S can't tolerate big socialist or semi-socialist countries. I mean, they just crush socialism everywhere. It's been like the mission of the United States. I mean, really, they tried to overthrow the Soviet Union when they first got set. I mean, they invaded the Soviet Union after World War One. So it goes back kind mm -hmm. of a long way. Well, it's like, I mean, I think that just, I mean, there's a wider philosophical point here to be made. I mean, you know, I mean, Tom referenced the fantastic work of Michael Parenti. I mean, I, I would agree that his, um, uh, the, the, the areas discussing the, whether Sebrenica was a genocide are, are problematic. But yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, I, I, he, Parenti makes a wider point that, you know, the, the, uh, the Republic is always having to clear up the crimes of the, the empire and the empire always feeds off the Republic. It wouldn't actually surprise me if there were, um, uh, you know, senior British officials who had no idea what was going on, um, what the, what MI6 were up to and, 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 you know, and the same at the other side of the Atlantic, because, I mean, Bill Clinton claims, and it would be you know, unsurprising, uh, there are some declassified British files related to the war in Bosnia, which, that, where this, which basically seem to confirm this. But yeah, Clinton claims that, that, that one of the reasons the British and the French wouldn't, wouldn't um, you know, formally intervene in Bosnia was that they willed a quote-unquote painful but realistic restoration of Christian Europe, and they couldn't abhor there being a majority Muslim state on the continent. And uh, yeah, that, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me, because... There was enormous U.S. pressure on on Britain to commit 
to um, yes, the, the um, uh, you know, airstrikes uh, you know, from the very start of this, or even if, if not boots on the ground. And the British refused. And not only that, but they also uh, they knew that massacres were impending. There are some British army documents where they they talk they basically talk about how the Bosniaks are are provoking, or they, they, well, the, the Muslims, which could be the Mujahideen, are provoking overreactions from the Serbs, and the, and they are then kind of clearing out um, towns and, and or cities that they occupy um, in advance of expected you know, retaliation from the Serbs. And this is what happened in Srebrenica. Um, they, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the, the, the senior commanders just abandoned the, you know, soldiers there um, with a kind of very clear idea of, of, of what might happen, maybe not the full extent of it. But, you know, it, it's, um, yeah, it, 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 it's quite an extraordinary thing. And, and I think that yeah, that report that Tom mentioned also as well, it, it, it talks about the different... Um, intelligence agencies that were active during this time. It's almost a kind of Northern Ireland style um, uh, situation <laughs> where you have these you have these people who are working for like multiple yeah. different intelligence agencies, and like they might not know like themselves, you know, the, 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 you know um, who, who they were fully working for, and and you know, you know allied um, uh, intelligence agencies like the CIA and MI6 might not know that they're running the same person as an agent, and it's yeah, the, the, the scale of it's really quite extraordinary. The director of the CIA at the time didn't actually know most of what the CIA were doing to support the Bosnian Mujahideen. Because um, as far as he's, he was concerned, and at least you know his conversations with Clinton, is that they weren't even particularly involved in Bosnia. They were keeping a close eye on what was going on there, but they weren't really doing anything. And that isn't true uh, for not only just the things we've already mentioned, but there's a whole other branch of this. We didn't couldn't get into this in the article. Obviously, this story is far too big for one article. Um, but the CIA were running an asset uh, called the Blind Sheikh, Omar Abdel Rahman. Um, he was in New York throughout this period, recruiting and indoctrinating young, primarily American Muslim men, and sending them off to Bosnia. Now, the CIA knew he was doing this. He was only in the country because he was on a CIA-sponsored visa. And even after his visa was revoked, he still somehow managed to live in New York for about two and a half years before getting arrested. So he clearly had protection. Um, and he was very much playing up this whole, there is a Serbian genocide against Bosnian Muslims, and we have to go and fight the jihad against this, which coalesces perfectly with what NATO was saying. Now, isn't it rather strange that a extremist Muslim cleric from Egypt would be in New York peddling NATO propaganda to young American Muslim men in order to get them to go and fight in a country they've probably never heard of before? Does that sound like something that just happens? <laughs> yeah, he had been recruiting. Uh, he had been recruiting Wild. people for the. He'd been recruiting people for the Afghan, uh, Afghanistan yeah, yeah, yeah. Mujahideen beforehand. I mean, that's why he yeah. was in the U.S. in the first place, and the CIA exactly. had uh, approved his visa despite him being on terrorist watch list because he traces back to the um, Egyptian um, brothers, uh, um, like a Muslim Muslim brother, brotherhood. Obviously. Muslim brotherhood, yeah. But it's just—I mean—the Muslim Brotherhood was was effectively created and run by the British in the first place. I mean, it's just—and this is this—I mean, the, 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 this is another thing I find very striking is there's like a, there's a through line in this. So, I mean, one of the British military intelligence coordinators who was working with the Mujahideen was James Lemessurier, 
um, who and he he then went to move to Kosovo, where a lot of the Mujahideen moved to or tried to move to. We can get into this in more detail in due course. And then he winds up in Syria running the White Helmet. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, Alistair Harris, um, who is runs a, an organization called ARG, which is an effective, you know, MI6 front, really. I mean, he's, he's a long time, you know, MI6 official. I mean, he's been heavily involved in um, numerous you know, Western proxy wars, you know, often using the same kind of structures. And you know, he, he, it, the, the White Helmets were originally um, an ARC asset. They were spun out to Mayday Rescue, which was solely well, by um, James Measure and his wife, Winberg, who's a long-time uh, foreign office, British Foreign Office political officer and also founded a, a psychological warfare um, outfit called Incostrap. And it's like, you know, the, and, and you know, the, the, the Alistair Harris was attempting to start another white helmet in Ukraine. Like, the same names keep popping up. And that, you know, that tells me that the yeah, wars in Bosnia were intended, at least by the, the people who were in the loop, to be a blueprint and kind of a petri dish to, to trial different approaches, um, both covert and overt, which could then be exported elsewhere. And, you know, that is what happened. Yeah, the, these veterans, these covert operators from the war in Bosnia turn up everywhere. Michael Hurley, CIA guy in Bosnia in this time, he was the CIA's guy on the 9-11 commission, you know? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I can believe... They, I really can do, believe... they really do turn up everywhere. It, it's kind of freaky whenever me and Kit talk about this. We keep stumbling across more and more of these people, and, like, look into their background. Oh, they were involved in some kind of, I don't, you know, Foreign Office, Ministry of Defence, MI6, whatever it might be, in Bosnia. Well, there's another surprise, isn't there? That was just an excerpt from the American Exception podcast. To hear the whole episode, as well as archived and new episodes, please subscribe to the American Exception podcast at Patreon. There's a link in the show notes, or you can just go to patreon.com slash American Exception. Subscribe and you can join us as we illuminate the dark side of the U.S. empire.